Ladies and gentlemen, mothers and fathers, welcome to the Minivan Med Podcast. I am Al Madrigal. To my left is Monster Bonnie. Across from me is very funny, the Chris Spencer. That's his Twitter name, at the Chris Spencer. Um, we have a great episode. It's episode number two. We are talking about... Uh, what we've been up to, uh, maybe work uh, that we've gotten lately. Everybody's been working steadily, and that's why it's been sort of difficult for us to meet. Uh, then we are going to be talking about the activities that our kids are in. And today's Saturday. It was tough to get off. And then we are going to wrap it up talking about crazy Asian moms. Stay tuned. This is a good one. <laughs> Okay, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we haven't done this in a while, actually, Damn. and uh, I know it's been bad. Uh, we everyone's been so busy because we had pilot season come up, mm-hmm. and that got it got crazy. I actually was lucky enough to get cast in a pilot. I, I had my um, both of you. Well, it was late in the game too. It was the eighth inning. Then I was got, I was in the I was in the eleventh <laughs> inning. Eleventh <laughs> inning. So I got cast uh, in a pilot with Hank Azaria. Wow. And Catherine Hahn, very funny female actress that you may have seen in Step Brothers. You may have seen her in uh, Anchorman. Just hilarious. She was in that show Crossing Jordan for all those episodes too, and I never watched that. You guys are but, real actors. You're a writer. And you, uh, I would say we we have sad cards, but that doesn't mean anything anymore. It's all yeah, after. It's That's all great. after now. Yeah. Um, uh, so um, we did that. I have a single camera co- uh, comedy on NBC, and that's nice. exciting. It's a little office so it's that's my question mark is how well is it going to do? Or if, But Hank Azaria, and it's not just doesn't stop there, is the um, executive producer is a guy from Party Down, which was very popular on Stars before with um, Adam Scott, and that went away. And then uh, Todd Holland is the you know yeah. that guy. Uh, Todd Holland directed me in one of my first guest stars in Malcolm in the Middle. It must have been in nineteen ninety nine or something. I remember. Malcolm I remember being the there, middle. and I, it, one, it was one of those things where I was like, you know what? Like when you one of your first jobs, you think like, oh, they're nervous. Misca- yeah, they miscast me. They're gonna fire they're me. Gonna be fired. But Todd Holland's the nicest guy in the world. Nicest guy in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. I felt usually feel. So awkward being on set taping anything because I know I'm a comedian and I'm out of place and this is not, they're going to know that I'm not a real actor. This guy is so nice that it made me feel, I felt Plus great by the end of it. He's, without doing stand-up, a comedian. I mean, his yes. improv skills and the things that he's done. Funny. He knows. Because he, he did all the Hank. Oh, Hank. Yeah, Hank is just hilarious. Hank is fun, and they let us put a bunch of stuff in. Because the guy did Party Down, which was a lot of it was improvised, I feel like uh, I, I never had stars to watch this show, but I know the buzz that it had and everything. And um, So there was a lot of improv? A lot of improv. They oh, let us you put got a ton of stuff in. Then. It was and you fun. Got, and you got a couple of the comics in there, too, Natasha right? Natasha Leggero was in it, and mm-hmm. Mo Mandel. So three comedians, and That's then awesome. Hank Azaria and Catherine Hahn. Well, and, and who are you in this? I play Greg, the married guy with kids, living vicariously through all my friends. Guys. <laughs> you were typecast. <laughs> wow. Is it called Minivan <laughs> Man? Or what, exactly. Called? <laughs> no, it's just that everyone else is single, and out having sex, and doing all this, and being out there, and I say... Um, Dude, well, did you tell him our show? Yeah. No, this is perfect. No, what'll happen is the show will do well, and then he'll spin it off and into minivan men. Bingo. Yeah, exactly. We're on. We're, we're, we're gonna have happen. we're gonna have gigs in five years, baby. Bingo. Now <laughs> tell Ma- us about, about Maz, Yeah, Moz got cast. Now my so. thing, I'm talking like eleventh inning is crazy. Um, no, why uh, you say eleventh inning? Because it was I, it was probably one of the Pilot last pilots over. One of the last pilots cast, and I thought I was done, and um, 
the irony is, so so it was. Uh, had you had lots of auditions too? I had a handful. Every audition I went to, it was crazy. Every audition, and I usually I don't call my agent to go, hey, how to go? Every audition I went to, I would get my agent going. They they like you, man. It, you know, you're, you're gonna be going forward. Right. Nothing. <laughs> Uh, and then the next one, man, they loved you. Really? That's oh, was yeah. David Allen Greer told me a long time ago, that's the kiss of death. Oh, yeah. They, they love, love you. you. They love you. They love you. Don't well, be, I saw, no I actually, uh, just on a side note, I did a, I did an acting class one time and this like famous director came in. He goes, when I want to get rid of an actor in an audition, I go, that was amazing. That was great. So the actor doesn't want to, the actor thinks, oh, I nailed it. And they walk <laughs> out, you see? And he's right. like, great, got rid of that one. Jesus. Yeah, I can never in Hollywood just trusting anyone's. Uh, I, you do your best, really try, and then just walk away and forget about no, it. No, exactly. But you know what? My sometimes I go if they if they work with you, that's right. when I go. Oh, yeah. they're interested. If they say, "Can you try it again this way?" Try it again this way. Okay, good. Let's try. You know. So the, I had a couple of those too. Right. So I was walking in. They were like, "Okay, let's try it this way." And I'm like, "Ooh, I got this one." I know that for a fact. If they work with you, and that's what my agent would always ask: Did they have you do it another way? Right. Did they have you drop the accent, do the accent? Yeah. My yeah. finish the story. I'm sorry. So anyway, so so this is a show called Vince Uncensored. It's starring Michael Chiklis for uh, uh, CBS. Tell the world who he is. Michael Chiklis. He was uh, the guy from The Shield, the bald dude. Uh, he, he was, was Daddyo. Daddy-O? Thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a Thing, exactly. He was Thing. No, Daddy-O was a sitcom. He was... Uh, oh, was it Daddy-O? Started, yeah, oh, I didn't he know that. Okay. He thing, did The Commish. He's, he's done a lot. Four. Thing and Fantastic Four. He's done a lot. And then uh, his wife is Elizabeth Perkins, who is yeah. the, the woman from Big, and she yep. was in Weeds. She lives around the corner from me. Um, she's she's great. And uh, and uh, and then there's a bunch of other faces of like character act. Like they, they have parents that are like older character actors you would recognize. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so <clears throat> they... Um, I'd auditioned for it once without an accent. The role was written for Shashir, an Indian guy. I auditioned for it. They said no accent. I went on that. You went on it. Everyone yeah. was. There was you had, everybody except Chris. You had what? an Indian accent? Because oh, I'm West Indian. That's no, I, I just work. go in as myself. I've decided now also, unless asked to do accent, I will never do accent again. Well, that's the thing. That originally, they said no accent. So they were seeing they were seeing black dudes, Latino dudes. They just wanted a minority, I think, something like minority, minority right. sidekick. He plays a contractor. And I play his contractor friend. Now, I was familiar with this project the entire time because I am very good friends with Of Amir, course you are. Amir Tal- <laughs> Amir By Talai. the way, uh, our partner, Al Madrigal, knows every... I think I know everybody. He knows every... He knows the people that I know, their boss. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> he knows the producer of the guy, the guy's show that I A know. A guy that he tested with... Amir Talai. Amir Talai. Who is, I'm uh, here to lie. That's no, Amir. not I'm here I'm, to I'm lie. Here to lie yeah. no, Amir, who's actually, he's actually the most opposite of I'm here to lie. He's the nicest guy in the world. This nice. guy, Amir. That's how good he is. He's he's a Persian dude, Persian, young, younger Persian he's a liar. kid. You know who he was? He was the guy in uh, Harold and Kumar. When Harold and Kumar go, there's a party and this dude walks out of a hot tub. And it's and bottomless? His, it's bottomless and he's got like a hairy crotch i didn't see it the that hairiest was crotch in the world anyway you know so that's talking. amir he's a very funny guy works a lot and uh and he's a persian dude from the bay area i'm from the bay area he went to cal i went to cal he knows my wife from cal that's how knows your wife yeah, from cal? exactly so he's younger than me so i kept saying i was like would you stop following me man what wow so anyway so he was actually up to test for it and i think it basically it was me him and another guy uh named uh, um paradis parker who is this comedian and it was his first test he came out of canada he put himself on tape they flew him out 
Wow. And I know I know both these guys well. And so it was, I think it was kind of like they were younger. I was older. Did you have confidence going in going? <laughs> I was like, no, it wasn't even. You know, Good was luck, f- kids. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. only thing holding Maz back in this case is the bald factor because Chickless is bald. Now I'm looking at the hairiest <laughs> Maz Jabrani I've ever <laughs> <Yes>. seen. <laughs> well, no, I think part of it is, you know, I think, uh, you know, they they don't want, first of all, they first of all, I had I went back in with an accent. So originally, no accent. Didn't get a call back. They said, "Do the accent." I came Indian back with the accent. accent. I did Indian Can accent. Can we hear it? Um, you know, I do a, I do a slight. I do a very slight Indian accent. <laughs> I don't go over the top. That's pretty good. There's actually a story to this because what happened was the first time I Damn. got no, the first time I got a part with Indian accent, I was uh, it was for Nights of Prosperity, which was a show uh, on ABC where there was Indian guy. I remember. And on my way in, I thought, okay, I'm going to do like this, very subtle, you know, not too much. And then I thought of my father-in-law. My father-in-law, I'm married to an Indian woman. My yeah. father-in-law, he's got a, he's a, hello, Maz, how are you very much up here? Russell Peters. Yeah, right. Well, like, yeah, exactly. The, the, the voice of Russell, yeah. Yeah. So that's my father-in-law. So as I was going to the Knights of Prosperity audition, I ran the lines like that. I was like, that's too cartoony. That's not going to work. So I show up at the waiting room for the audition for Knights of Prosperity. There's an actual Indian dude, a young Indian dude. I'm like, hey, man, how you doing? He's like, I'm doing fine. How are you? And I, was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I was like, that's real. But I still held back. I'm like, you know what? I'm going subtle. And I, right. and I got the part. The dude didn't get the part. So I was right. like, just Good. go subtle. And also now you're at the point, and hopefully I'm at the point, I'm getting there, where you have probably more of a resume than people going in. So it's not just you're not auditioning. Right. They're looking at who has the background to come right. in. The goods. Yeah, but yeah. I mean I'm like I mean a guy like Amir also has a lot of work. But the sure. but I think I think what it came down to part of it was probably age. And the other thing I think was, uh, you know, it, you know, it just if it, it felt more right that I would be his co, like his sidekick, his buddy. You know, what right. I'm saying Chickless is like, you know, he's playing a guy in his 40s. I'm almost 40, so right. those other guys are like closer to like early 30s. Sure. You know, so 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 anyway, long story short, I got it. And what was really cool though was when one of the rewrites it came back, they changed the character from Indian to Persian. Perfect. So now I just, I'm doing a I'm going to do a Persian accent. We haven't we haven't taped it yet, but they got like you said, and this doesn't in the end mean a lot. But they've got Kelsey Grammer's directing it. Damn. Uh, Conan O'Brien's one of the producers. Damn. So I mean, it's got a, it's got a, a, a good, chance. It's got a chance. But again, that doesn't. It's, I've seen too many network things. Network is CBS. CBS is network. Damn. And it's for camera for, for me would be the best because I've been touring so much that would keep me home and the hours on four camera. Delightful. Lovely. Oh my Working God. ten Especially, to four. <laughs> Working ten <laughs> to eleven. Yes. <laughs> no, that was um, and Kelsey Grammer. I feel like is mentored by James Burroughs, who keeps the lightest schedule of he did all Gary Unmarried mm-hmm. and honestly a lot of days we would go from 10 to 1 that's awesome 10 this, to 1 yeah. so there was no run th- oh yeah they trust him there's no studio run through when you're no, with no, James no you Burrows. still do the studio run through but they're there at noon wow. so we did we do show up at 10 read it put it up they're they're showing up at 12 it's a half hour comedy how long can it take you know you yeah. go through it yeah. It's not supposed to take longer. If yeah. it takes longer, there's a lot of problems, and then writers are down for rewrites and stuff like that. Jim Burroughs makes jokes. Kelsey Grammer is funny enough that he's going to make right. jokes out of nothing that yeah. aren't there and walk in this way and trip and then, you know, say your line. Yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah. so he's going to, it is a dream schedule 
for a Congrats. show. We'll see, man. We'll see. So where do you we'll, do we'll that? Shoot, we tip you... it. We tip it next week. Uh, we tip it. WB Fief uh, Sutton is the name of the creator. He done. Uh, he done Cheers and stuff. So oh, you got. You're in good hands. Yeah, we're in good hands. It looks good. But again, I've you know I was saying I was telling somebody I was saying I've gotten so used to like, you know, nine episodes and out because I've had mm-hmm. a few shows like that now. I said I wouldn't know what to do with success. I'd end up going to yeah. Vegas, locking myself in a in a suite with some strippers, and then Hilarious. and then going rogue, and then I, trying to go on I'll tour. Go, I'll do it with you. <laughs> Let's do it, man. We now you, rogue. I'm a, uh, um, I, I, you know what? I, I can't. I called you guys you actors just, as if I haven't been acting, but I, I've, I've I've done some things since we've last talked. Yeah. Wow. I um. Of course, I uh, I was writing on the sketch show with Jamie Foxx and Afion. Yes. Um, for Fox, and I also wrote myself in some episodes because, God damn it, um, I, I act. <laughs> it's um, right. No, it's okay. You can say that probably. Um, then from there, so there was a there's a little riff in the Fox. I Afion heard about all that. Champ. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm happened. at liberty to talk about it yet. But, but it was a little bit of turmoil on the Jamie happened? Fox sketch. Between yeah. Afion and Jamie? Afion, Jamie, and Fox. Like, Fox was was riding the fence. Fox, the network, was right. like, yeah, Afion, you're right. Jamie, you're right. They basically had two different ideas of what they felt a uh, um, a sketch show should be. You know what I mean? Jamie's coming from In Living Color. Um, he wants to do Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, and on. Mm-hmm. Afion's sensibilities are a little different. He's coming from Wild and Out. He's not really there. He's not an offensive kind of a guy. So a lot of times, you know, Jamie's notes would be, if the network liked everything we wrote, it's then, it's, it, then it's, it's weak. It's not funny. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So that became a lot of headbutting. So Jamie decided, I'm going to go do another sketch show. No. Yeah, so we have another show. <laughs> I don't know if I can talk about this, but what the hell. Um, By the time we get it together to get this out, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> <Man, laughs> yeah. So I'm writing and starring and hosting another sketch show on Showtime. Wow. This one is more variety. We shot a pilot during um, All Star uh, where we had, there was three or four comedians. Brandon T. Jackson was the actual physical host, but we weren't, we weren't, we were So to add to that, uh, I also co-hosted with Brandon, and then Snoop Dogg performed, uh, uh, Busta Rhymes, and Too Short. It was sick. Hilarious. Sick, yeah. Uh, so that's in the can. Showtime already picked it up. Oh, that's awesome. For like six or nine episodes. And that's exec produced sure. by Jamie Foxx. Executive produced and head writer Chris Spencer. Um, and then I shot a movie with, uh, you guys know Danny Trejo? Yeah. 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 I've worked with him. Cool I as just- a Fan, I just I just saw him at South by Southwest and hung out with him. That's my Twitter picture is me and Danny Trejo. Yeah. Wow! That, so first awesome. of all, he's old you know too. Old he is? Yeah, he's like 70. 65, 67. Yeah. yeah, still ripped. Uh, you would think that the tattoo on his chest would be a sink. Yeah, it would sink or be an old lady now. It still yeah. looks like a sexy uh, Mexican lady. Yeah. He's got stories. He has. He's had so many different lives. No, remind everybody Hollywood. if they don't know it's Machete. Yeah. Machete. Yeah. Con Air. He's the older Mexican. You know, he wasn't older then, but he's the Mexican guy, the buff guy. He always, uh, he's got like bluish eyes that like looks really yeah, he intimidating. Looks Long hair. Yeah. Uh, his skin is kind of coarse. Machete don't text, man. Machete. He's one of the coolest, nicest guys in the world. And his stories, I mean, it, he has decades and decades of stories. He was in prison. I mean? Prison. He was doing drugs. He was selling drugs before it got popular in the yeah. 60s. He's he like, started man, I, 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 man, I haven't sold weed since 68. I was like, I was born in 68. Uh, 
stories. Uh, what was the movie? Got, what was the... the movie's called Badass. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this story. Remember the story? Uh, it was a YouTube sensation. There was this Vietnam vet who was on a bus, and some brother from Oakland was talking smack to him, and he hit the old man, and the old man beat him down. So uh, this guy got the rights to the story, and uh, uh, Danny plays the, the Vietnam vet and becomes like this vigilante hero in this community because he beat up the bully, and he keeps getting asked to beat up other bullies. Huh. That's awesome. Head writer on a, yeah, you're doing nothing. You know, it, just sound, it just sounded great. You know, I, I'm sorry. I'm just proud of you guys. No, I'm proud no of you. No homo, I miss it. you. Yeah. Yeah, man. Okay? All right. Well, we're going to take a break, and we will be right back. But not too long like the last break. No. We took a break last time. We came back in two months. <laughs> <laughs> And we are back. Uh, it is actually Saturday. We've always taped these on uh, the weekdays. Yeah. yeah. And now we, that's how committed we are to doing this is that um, I have kids. My wife gave me a death stare when I, she knew I had to do it. Right. And I want to do it. And luckily when I mentioned, I think when I mentioned your name, I get. I mentioned Maz's name, I get sort of a pass, right? Okay. Because she know. Yeah. No, we haven't really. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know what's gonna be great though? When we we get can them bring them and drop them off at the park right here for an hour. Perfect. That'll work. Um, I just got sort of a death look, but I, when I mentioned Maz, I'm going to Maz's house. You can't lose. She associates Maz, I think, with you know hard work and the success or whatever. She this hasn't been discussed. Maz I'm is, just assuming. Maz is Arabic for great guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Farsi. Well, she Farsi. knows I'm not doing anything unnecessary. And she also knows probably I mean you're associated with how hard working you are. And so this is a so anyway, that sorta I no feel strippers like gave and cocaine me, No, house. it's not gonna no. be yeah. fun. I'm not going to watch a sporting event over somebody. Yeah. And speaking of sporting events, just on a Saturday, I have an eight year old that's played basketball. It was I, I watched a basketball game today. Uh-huh. H- hilarious. <laughs> we do. He's on the Raging Bulls in uh, La Cañada. So we go up there, and he's the smallest guy out there. Threw a guy to the ground because we're used to playing in Eagle Rock right. where Mexican kids are punching him in the stomach. <laughs> like, so my son goes out there. Now he's playing with all the white and Asian kids. Right. There's not a Latino guy out there. So he goes, Dad. It's so easy. He goes, nobody attacks me. Hilarious. So, <laughs> wow. Because he goes, when, when my son's good. We have a basketball court in our backyard, and um, we play, and he can shoot. And so in Eagle Rock, when people see that he's the good one, Foul. he'll get knocked down. Yeah. I mean, literally, he was on the ground. He didn't fall down once today, but people would throw him to the ground. And so now he's so used to being beat up that it's really fun. He had a 12-point first quarter. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. So I'm there, and he's the smallest guy out there. I'm really proud because you know he loves it, and he gets so so much enjoyment from it. So we had ba- basketball today. Then I rushed off <laughs> to my daughter's, and I'm trying to set up my house because I'm doing this daily show segment. Um, I there's a chance I might become the well. We're trying to make it happen, but the senior uh, senior Latino correspondent Hilarious. of Uh-oh, the Daily accent. Show, no accent. Okay. No accent. Accent alert. <laughs> accent alert. <laughs> so I'm trying to set that up because I've got, I'm trying to do, I'm putting myself on tape. One of the producers was nice enough to help me do that. So I rushed home, did that. Then I rushed out to my daughter's game, which she doesn't want anything to do What's she playing? with soccer. Soccer. Just. Oh. Uh, 
And how old is she? Five. Uh, and just what well, didn't probably didn't put her foot on the ball the entire game. <laughs> and is on so pink everything. She's a girly girl. Uh, yeah, very much so. And doesn't want anything. So she's got all those fake Disney princess jewels oh, and no. dresses and heels. I just walked in and saw Maz's new baby with earrings already. <laughs> yeah. And so princess can't be bothered with the sweating. And But I know kids that are into sports right. stay out of trouble. They really do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I want my daughter to play soccer. I want her to play volleyball. Whether she has on a tiara or not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it was just a crazy thing for us to Already. do. Already. And what yeah. time? It's not, it's, mid after, it's not even late after. What do you got? What, what do you, you got? got? Yeah. Well, thank you guys for arranging, rearranging the schedule so that I could... Uh, I already had a... Um, uh, we already had a birthday party. The birthday parties. Mm-hmm. Why do we have to go? <laughs> I, I swear. First of all, not only can I not remember going to anybody's birthday parties unless they were my cousin. Right. Yeah. Related. Oh, and then my dad definitely didn't go. Oh yeah. Never. Why are we sucked into? Well, that? The only time I've ever gone to any parties, it, uh, even when it's like my friends that are their kids' party, whatever, I just end up chasing my boy around the whole time. Yeah. And avoid. that's the only reason you went. Are you yeah. going, you ask Mike, is he going? Yeah. But I don't remember. Maybe and maybe this age is too young for me to remember five. But I don't remember going to classmates' parties. I remember going to my cousins' parties. I've seen pictures. But I have no pictures with other kindergartners at any parties. Right. There was no Chuck E. Cheese when I was five. Right, right, right. So I've got that. And then I got a race from here and go gift. to- Gift. What did you get? You had to bring a gift. Oh, um, well, my wife is such a jerk, too. So she gives me a list. Go get him a Star Wars Lego set. Small box. Nine bucks. I, I, I want, we're going to Bel Air, so I, I spent a little bit of money, 16 bucks. <laughs> oh. And then there was an art set. She said, there were twins. What sucks? So the art set I had to get, I also paid 16 bucks. So she calls, she gives me a list of what to get. So I get there and she goes, what'd you get? I go, what'd you tell me to get? She goes, I'm afraid to know what you picked. I go, you, you said an art set and a Star Wars, but what kind of art set? I hope oh. you didn't get the kind with the glitter and the velour. I go, next time you get it. Why don't you get it? She's t- she tells me what to do and yeah. then tells me yeah. what I she told me to do might not have been perfect. I get sent to the grocery store and they have, all my purchases are scrutinized. Like everything. Same thing. Why it's don't like, they just go? Just go yourself. I can handle the grocery store. I sent, if it's something like that, I tell her you, because I, I know it's not, I'm not, I'm not going to do it right. Oh, so yeah. I've, I've got, I've, like we're, even like, you know, uh, the, the rental house that we have, she, we had to do a new carpet. And she was like, you know, get the carpet. I was like, all right. So I went to Home Depot and the lady was like, here's the carpet. I was like, oh, yeah, that looks carpet. good. It looks like carpet. Yeah. So I came back. I was like, what do you think of this carpet? She's like, that looks like cheap carpet. I'm like, you know what? You're, you're yes. in charge of the carpet. Because we're simple. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's a rental house. Yeah. And, like, I'm, and I, listen, I'm ignorant. I'm serious. I'm not good with that kind of stuff. I'm not good with picking out any. I mean, I, you know what I'm good at? Like, and I've been doing this a lot when it comes to gifts. Uh-huh. Like I, I'm certificates. I like, so no, I like buying like soccer jerseys. I like oh, yeah. I, I'll buy a soccer ball. Right, things that I like. Sports, sports, and I bring the it for the kids. Things. You know, wow, that's all I know. Oh, then but I'm sorry. After after the art show, I have to go. I have to go to an art you have show. You have to go to an art show. Art show. Which do you remember having an art show? Not at all. Do you remember having an art show? How old is he? Five. Ha. What? Are, yeah. And how much are his pieces going for? I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> is it in a gallery? I don't know. What is happening? Little, we go to some. What is it? First of all, we're paying. Some people to watch him paint that he could be doing at home, like hundred and fifty bucks a month. Whatever, he's doing something. He, I could do it, but I guess since Rose I don't do it, it's why we pay you. Yeah. Like yeah. So then after that, he's got a night baseball game today. Night. Oh, Lights man. on. Lights on, yeah. like full and when I say we moved league, we were we were in Van Nuys before. 
cool little league. Uh, T-ball. It was lax. Parents brought snacks. Now we're in Toluca Lake. Oh, Toluca Lake baseball is hardcore. Oh, really? Yep. Parents are in the Toluca Lake hoods with the hats and staring down other parents. I saw what you did last week, Tom. It's not going to happen. He's going to pitch a no hit. I'm like, they're five. Oh, my. I mean, like the parents grew up in the Toluca Lake system. Mm. Like there's former Dodgers that come by that were Toluca Lake. It's like, it's the real deal. It's crazy. Nighttime game, homie. Nighttime at five. That's ridiculous. And it's not going to be really nighttime, but they told the kids night. I mean, had it been October, it'd be nighttime. It's still going to be daytime, but they're going to put on the lights. And I remember my first nighttime game was like in high school. And I remember I was so excited. I was like, this is like the pros. So now they're doing it at five. Five. We had a, there's a kid, but you got to get him into sports. So you're 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 a big soccer guy, yeah. and so your son will clearly be playing soccer. You can start that soon. How old is he now? Two and a half. He's two and a half. I actually signed him up for soccer class. They Why have not? soccer class for two yeah. and a half. I took him, and he was so all over the place. He wasn't listening. The teacher was was this girl. I was like, I could do a better job than this girl. She was really bad. I I pulled him right out. Right. I just I, what I do now is I bought him the jersey. I bought him the shorts. You're good at that. I got, yeah. I'm good at that. I bought him shin guards. I got the cleats. Now, whenever he sees me, he's like, "Daddy, let's. I want to play soccer games." So we go out to the park. We'll kick it you for like, yeah, we'll kick, yeah, we'll kick right. it for like five minutes, and then he's totally distracted and wants to go swing. There you go. You so kick like, it. With right. him. You kick it with him, and then you get to kick it with him. Yeah. And the thing, the other class I take him do is swimming, which I think is important. Swimming's right. good. So they don't you know, drown. so yeah. they don't drown. And he's, you know, he's really excelled at it. Now the problem is, and I, I don't know if your kids got into this, but my kid. Uh, keeps getting like ear infections and this infe- mm-hmm. and then I get an ear infection and then like so it's been a while that we've gone because we've both been sick. Yeah. So that's the problem with swimming is you gotta kind of be somewhat healthy to get out there. Easier when it's w- warmer weather. Also, I know we had a bunch of rain right. and so now. Can I tell you guys it- something? I mean, no, please, please. I found out the key for the kid to excel in sports. Hot swimming. I read Outliers. I learned some things. Mm-hmm. Sure, Malcolm Gladwell. Have you, noticed, have you ever noticed that the oldest kid is usually the best? <laughs> If your kid is in four to five baseball, it's usually the kid that's five about to be six real quick that's better. Like there's a kid on our team. He just turned six and it's four to five, but he was five when he started. He's so far ahead of everybody. And uh, in Outliers, they talk about how the Canadian hockey team is so great is because these kids are... Like they're whatever the months are, it's January to February birthdays or something like that because yeah. that's when the cutoff was. And so when your age cutoff is for the league, that's for example, um, with this basketball, I know exactly what you're talking about with this basketball league that we have. If you are nine before September, I think twenty second, right? Then that's the cutoff. So if your birthday is closer to that September. And that's what this mom was saying. There was a really tall blonde kid out there His that was kids just are, jacking it up. Yeah. And that's what it was, is that that kid was their the best. Their brain so, is more developed. Their muscles are more developed. Oh, I see. So you want to have your kid be the oldest kid in the league. Somewhat closer to, I'm just noticing the kids that are excelling are a little bit older than my kid. Like, I'm trying to figure out, <laughs> why can't my kid catch and this kid can't? This kid is eight months older than my kid. Yeah, the next year, though, he'll, your kid is fine. Though, the next right? year, my kid will be that kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that reminds me, when I was in Little League, there was a Korean kid who was... Now, Koreans aren't big. Right. This kid was huge. Right. Like, for us, because we were so restaurant. small. Yeah, he's, yeah, exactly, <laughs> man. He had a mustache. I'm yeah, not kidding, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. He, and they were like, Oh, he's 12. And yeah. this kid would... He would just blow the pitches by us, knock the ball out. Mm-hmm. 
and it was one his of those name like was illegal. Bobby Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was one of those. It was one of right. those. But then the thing is, though, you catch because I remember once we got into high school. Oh, yeah, it catches up. We're like, oh, that kid's a midget. Either you're gonna be good or you're not gonna be good. Yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. Even with those like learning to read uh, phonics, you might be able to show off while your kid is two. Yeah, but when it's time for everybody to read, they'll catch up. Yeah. Now. A lot of parents are doing that and keeping their kids, holding their kids back. Yeah, that's what I want to actually talk to you guys about. Well, what do you think about that? Well, my son is in third grade right now, and he is a June birthday, so they wouldn't allow us to do that. We actually, most of his friends that he went to preschool with are actually in second grade now, and so they're older than him and a year behind him. Wow. So they're just kicking ass in their classes. Right. But Lorenzo was doing just fine. And I was a July, I'm July 4th birthday. Uh-huh. I was the one of the younger guys in my class. Everything turned out okay. You got a I pilot. just don't do you yeah, got a pilot. Got a what about some of those other kids? Yeah, not as when it says notable alumni on our school's <laughs> Wikipedia page, it's me and Jerry Brown and Dan Fouts. <laughs> like it's <laughs> my, uh, my mom actually, when we first came to America, my mom put me a grade, put us a grade ahead, and I just went with everybody. So it, it based, in sports, I was always. Uh, one grade older, but playing with the younger kids. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? But but in terms of keeping up, I personally think what you were saying about <clears throat> there's something to that about you know having the biggest kid and all that stuff. Right. But at the same time, like I mean, look, it's funny. Like we all put our kids in activities because we want them to be, be, be busy. We want them to be, be, be good kids. In the back of our minds, we all have this little fantasy that if if they became a professional athlete, right. hey, I wouldn't. I'd be pretty happy. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Um, but like I look, I mean, and we're all like this. I look at my son, and when he runs and stuff, I'm like, he's got a spring in his step. He's got yes. something, you know. When he kicks the ball, I'm like, right. he's kicking well. So, <laughs> who knows? But who knows? I think you know. I think ultimately, it's about it's good practice, right? It's good training, healthy. They're active. They are good with teams and friends. Um, it's let's just tell the truth. It's a couple of hours that we don't have to deal with them one on one. Okay, let's <laughs> yeah. just let's just put it out there. That's what it gets to. I but when it, when is Dara's birthday? What it, Dara's birthday is June twenty sixth. Okay, so same She's thing. Go to the same right there. So uh, when are you going to do it? Are you going to keep him back? And then what about your? That's kids? what Christopher's May. Oh, so he is he's, in what cl- grade right now? He's a kindergartner, but he's like going to a lot of six. Well, no, he's he's okay in that regard. He's turning six. six oh, so you did do it? I didn't do it. That just happened. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm always been of the mind of challenge the per- myself too. I've always right. like put myself and I want to be so. And I know my wife's Indian, so I know that we're gonna be. Let's put him. Let's make him the smallest and make him work, which kind of is gonna lead into the next segment we're gonna talk about. But I think it's important to push the kid as opposed to having, I, I don't want him to, to just be floating by as the most developed kid. I want him yeah, to be. Yeah, no, that's cheating. That's what, that's another thing. It's, but how much do you push him? And now that we're, you know, we've actually become comics. We're all stand-up comedians and found a way sort of around the system. We all still work really hard. And I think that's what it comes down to is like, if you could just teach him to be nice and work hard. I think then it's not enough. Well, I think no, I think. <laughs> think about, I, I, and you were talking about you're from Cal. Jason Kidd was like a 19 year old high school senior. Right. Yeah. And but he no, made it. Yeah. Listen. This, listen. I, I, I think a lot of guys that go to like that whatever that prep prep school after high school because sometimes you might need that extra year to become that guy, which you know is fine. I, mean? I think I think the main thing I think that people adapt. I think kids learn to adapt. You know, if you're True. the smallest guy and your buddies are, and, and it's also a mentality of again, it's your parents. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the fact that you guys got your kids doing all this stuff and myself, I'm going to be, I'm sure he's going to be in a lot. I mean, he's already in a couple of things. He's going to be more stuff. I think that that is reflective of our personalities. And then we got to be there. Like you were saying, like, I don't, my dad and my parents weren't necessarily there all the time when they signed me up. Right. And actually, I didn't, I didn't really want them there. They were kind of uh, embarrassing. Yeah. Right. They had the foreign accent. And I was like, <laughs> sure, that is not going to work. Please imitate well, it. And this leads us into our next segment. Speaking of the foreign accent, and we're going to talk about, we have no theory here, really, when it comes to parenting, my wife reads all the books. My wife has a master's in education as his reading specialist. I know nothing. I'm giving kids my kids a complex every time I open my mouth by <laughs> saying horrible things. Uh, but we are going to talk about, um, and it's a little bit dated, but it's actually come back in the news, the whole tiger mom yeah. pushing the kids too hard. So let's take a break, and then we'll come back, and we're going to talk about um, pushing too much, man. And I want to hear the accent that the parents use. Oh, yeah, yeah, you got okay. that. We all, all of our parents had accents? Uh, no, no Your accents. Jamaica. Okay, and we're back. Now comes the time of the show, and we're actually going to try to break this into a regular segment where we talk about actual parenting theory. And in the news has been the tiger mom uh, and as the Asian mother pushing their kids, and it really is specific to Chinese mothers, but, I mean, my wife is half Korean, and I see her mother... Uh, Ma's wife, Indian, Asian moms pushing their kids and just how much is too much and how harsh do you need to be forcing your child to do four hours of piano each day and things like that. So, Chris, you actually have an article. Her name is Amy Chua. Chua. C-H-U-A. Yeah. The book is called Chew. Battle. That's how you say it? Chua. Chua. Chewy. We'll call her Chewy. 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 Amy Chewy. The Battle Hymn of the Tiger Mother. In this book, she describes her relentless determination to make her two daughters successful by raising them in a, in a very strict fashion, contrary to what she sees as ma- uh, modern American standards of permissiveness and mediocrity. And how harsh is she? I mean, You're not going to believe this. Okay. <laughs> her two daughters, Sophia and Louisa, are not allowed to have a sleepover. I'm, I'm with that. I'm not a big sleepover Attend fan. a sleepover. Have a play date. I, that's bad. <laughs> Be in a school play. Wasted time. Complain about not being in a school play. Shut up. <laughs> Watch TV or play computer games. Wow. They are not allowed to choose their own extra tr- extra extracurricular act- or speak English extracurricular <laughs> activities. Get any grade less than an A. They're not allowed to not be the number one student in every subject except gym and drama. Hilarious. Don't matter. Play any instrument other than the piano or violin. They're also not allowed to not play the piano or the violin. Awesome. So she's saying that, yes, it's called the Chinese mom, but she's using the term loosely because not every Chinese mom is like this. Mm-hmm. And there's other moms who are kind of, who also have this Chinese mother mentality. She says she's met women who are Korean, Indian, Jamaican, Irish, Ghanaian. These parents also qualify. Sure. Now, uh, Justin, I know, uh, and this article came out, her daughter just got into Harvard, so... Well, yeah. what what what's the punishment? Is she like hitting with sticks or something? Oh, you want to hear how she talks to him? Yeah, she's me. She's not yeah, a friend. Yeah, yeah. She's not. Oh the, no, there's no friendship in the, in the, there's in, no, in the Chinese motherhood. Not a lot of love. A tiger. Yeah. What's it called? Tiger mom. Which is funny is I wonder if Tiger's mom was a tiger mom. <laughs> okay. Um. So she got in trouble. 
Um, <laughs> here's a list of things she's actually said to her daughter while supervising her 90-minute daily piano practice. Oh, my God. You're just getting worse and worse. I'm going to count to three, and then I want musicality. <laughs> I've said that. If the next time's not perfect, I'm going to take all of your stuffed animals and burn them. Oh, Ooh. my God. Here's this. Or this gym. Uh, the, the daughter made a, a, a birthday card for her. She said, I don't want this. I want a better one. One that you put some thought and effort into. I have a special box where I keep all my cards for me and Sophia. And this one can't go in there. The daughter said, what? In disbelief. As I saw beads of sweat start to form on her head. I grabbed the card again and flipped it over. I pulled out a pen from my purse and scrawled over it. Happy birthday, Lulu. Whoopee. You like that? Wow. Oh, my God. What if I gave this to you for your birthday, Lulu? Would you like that? No, but I would never do that, Lulu. No, because I get you magicians and giant slides that cost me hundreds of dollars for your birthday. I get you ice cream cakes shaped like penguins. And I spend half my salary on stupid stickers and erase party favors that everyone just throws away. I work hard to give you good birthdays. I deserve better than this. You know what? This should be in a Chinese accent. Sure. but So you... I reject and threw away the card. But what, what's crazy, you're saying she got I into... I think it, but I don't say no, it. No, no. You're saying she got into Harvard, but she also got into some major therapy, man. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Harvard is... and cocaine. Oh, okay. my, yeah. So... <laughs> I mean, it's abusive, obviously. I mean, and we would never push our kids that hard. But I am pushing. I mean, I, I I'm guilty of, and we are guilty of. No my, play date. Well, we uh, play dates out the ass. But I'm just saying, and on our school, I feel like our backyard. And you've been over the house. I mean, we um, really tree fort, slide, basketball court, air hockey table, video game. Oh, you do it. Yeah, we go for it. But you no know, kids have can a play fun with time. Just no, yeah. just me. I'm your only friend. <laughs> you have to beat me before you beat any other kids. <laughs> Is that what you call a basketball I shot? Won't, I won't let him beat me in basketball. Great, great Santini. I never, I, I never let him beat me in basketball. I would say when he beats me, I will give him $1,000. And um, Are you I blocking know. his shot and everything. Yeah, you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but he might become Magic Johnson. Yeah, I. He scored a twelve point first quarter, um, and he jukes kids left and right, and so it's fun. I that's mean, the little white kids. It doesn't count. Yeah, yeah. What's he right. doing at Eagle Rock with yeah. the Mexicans? Yeah, exactly. and the Listen, there's a fine. Have you guys read the Andre Agassi book? Did you read that? No. book? Great book. I recommend it to anyone listening to this. It's called Open. It's about Andre Agassi and how his dad was very much like that. His dad took a tennis ball machine, you know those tennis ball yeah. machines, and, he, and then he, he, he souped it up into what Agassi calls the monster. And he said he would, his father would have him out there. I think if I remember right, he said he made him hit 1,500 shots a day. Wow. And he said, if you do that 1,500 times a day, you're going to have whatever it is, 17,500 a week, and then you're going to have a whatever, it is, like a million a year. And he goes, that's it. So, he, so Agassi talks about how he hated tennis, and his relationship with his father is also strained, although he loves him. So I think there's a fine, definitely a fine line. Because you're right. Look, one, some of the stuff she says, we do, America has created this whole mediocre. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I'll just oh. put the kid in this sport. Put him, some kids there's aren't no meant ribbons. To, some no. kids aren't meant to play sports. I remember when I played soccer, there was these couple of kids. I was like, this kid is the least. I was like eight, eight years old. I could recognize like this kid is not coordinated. Right. You know, uh, he just, he it just was like, it was not, he was, he was kind of feminine. I was right. like, this is not the right sport for him. for him. How old are you when you were thinking then? I was eight. I came to America. Listen, wow. when I came for, to America, when I came to America, because in Iran, we played soccer in the streets. It's kind of like what you were saying. We used to play with, with plastic balls in the streets. So when right. I came out here, I was like, 
I was the man on the, on the field. I was right. running circles around these kids. And again, I admired guys that could play. Right. And I would, could t- you could tell early that guy, you know, the, you know, the guy, this is the guy in soccer, the guy who takes the, you give him the ball, he stops, he yeah. backpedals to kick it. He backpedals a few steps. Then he comes back and he kicks it. You're like, you're not supposed to backpedal. You're supposed to no. just knock it. Knock it. Yeah, you know? go. Um, there was a kid today on basketball that, again, same thing. He's out of control. And Lorenzo, my son, knows he's out of control. Won't pass the ball to him. I mean, he'll give it to him occasionally, but he just knows every time he's going to give it to this kid, this kid's going to turn over the ball. So I'm giving, he wants to include, Lorenzo knows to include everyone in the game. He's a point guard. And so he'll give everyone the ball. He'll just pass it around. He doesn't hog it. And he's very good about that. But he passes this kid the ball and he just couldn't take it anymore. And at the end of the game, the kid turned it over 10 times. It's like, chunk, chunk. And the kid was asking for the ball. He's like, the you're not getting it. sounds like Kobe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <you're> not, <laughs> he cuts the rough out. No, but it's just, it back to the Tiger Mom thing and see what. It's, um, she's it's, she's abusive. You know, we do want to push our kids. My kid's in guitar. We make them practice. We make them practice a lot before. And we use TV. We try to scale it back. Mm-hmm. And we're really not letting him watch as much television. You know, some, kid, some kids in this school and some kids in this class, they oh. just get pushed in front of the TV and they parents walk away. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of people that send their kids to these schools where they dump Play-Doh on the table, all those Sequoia or, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? There's all Artsy these fartsy. preschools. We pulled Lorenzo out of a preschool that was dumping Legos on a table and having story time and stuff like that. And then he went to a Montessori. There's actually an article that came out, and you can Google this. It's a Montessori mafia, but founders of Google, P. Diddy, um, all of these people came from that, and that's the work. Like, you work in that. Yeah, that's and what my kids are. My, they have a, uh, my daughter, Louisa, is five years old. She, she can read. She can do math. Her reading is damn good. And so I love pushing them. We give her homework every single night. We give Lorenzo extra. Lorenzo, over the summer, every single multiplication table, you know, ahead knowing that he was going to do that. So, you know, just keep working as much as possible. The American student is so far behind mm-hmm. globally. We're mm-hmm. going to school uh, maybe, uh, I'd say three-fifths of the time is the rest of, you know, first world countries and right. stuff like that. We're on par with third world countries. It's really well, bad. Well, we have the best universities, but the people that are coming to study here, you keep right. hearing about this. They talk about a lot of, the, there was on NPR, some guy was talking about how they're hiring, they want to hire more foreigners because the foreigners are coming here advanced. You know, I know that, I, I think I talked about this on the, on this program, uh, one, one of our one of our things where I talk about these kids were coming from these Iranian exchange students were coming to like yeah. Princeton, and the first year of Princeton, they were like, "We already studied this in Iran. Like you guys are doing it at university. We already because it's so strict. It's so right. you know. So there's something to that method. And I remember growing up. I mean, you know, my parents were kind of they they weren't as as present all the time, mm-hmm. but they were strict. How'd you do a Cal? I did pretty well, Cal. I think I got my stuff together, Cal, and I came out like, like I, GPA. It was wise. like I don't know, like uh, like a B plus kind of A minus C kind yeah. of. Yeah, I did. I was like you UCLA, know UCLA. How did you do? I was, I got cool. So once I knew I was gonna be an actor, it was just like let me get these classes done so I can get out. So I was B minus C plus. Probably. Well, I never even. I threw. I went through graduation, and threw a threw the hat in the air. Mm-hmm. 
I hadn't even, my diploma was blank. I never went back. I just knew that I wanted to make my parents proud and take a picture. You went to Cal Poly, right? No, I went to Cal Poly initially uh-huh. for two years, and then I graduated from USF, University okay. of San Francisco. Right. Right. I, my Cal Poly thing, my parents dropped me off, didn't tell me how to do laundry. Uh, neither, none of my parents went to college, no. so I, they had no idea what to prepare me for, and I wasn't pushed at all. But were your parents I like was, this lady, and that, and uh, growing up, forget college, growing up, was it like opposite. if you mess the opposite? If you messed up, you didn't do homework and stuff. They, they didn't, didn't even care. know I had homework. <laughs> Did they know you existed? Was they it? didn't. I mean, no, they were on it, but everything was about. I, I really growing up. I remember always remember that my dad say, "Pay attention, pay attention, pay attention." In school, are you paying attention? And that was it. And I don't even think I even knew what that meant at some point. When he started saying it at such an early age, that I really had lost all meaning for. Me. Was it because and they so, assumed that you were a bright kid? And well, they, would... they spent a lot of money and put me in fancy schools, so I was always in nicer schools okay. where they were going to sort of help me along. But I was in dumb dumb math in high school with um, the same dumb dumb math my dad was in in high school because uh, he went to the same high school, and so <laughs> I gra- ended up graduating college. I, I guess what I learned was how to manipulate a system. Oh, yeah. More than anybody else. Because I graduated college without taking math. And um, I shook a priest's hand in USF. And he goes, a lot of people come to me and ask to graduate uh, when they have two classes short, but they never come back. Are you going to be one of those guys? And I said, Father, I am not going to be one of those guys. And I looked at him and shook him in his hand. And I never even thought about going back. Uh, so, so you graduated two classes short? Two classes, two Spanish classes short. But you, but you have a degree. You didn't never got the degree. Never got the degree. Oh, that's hilarious. But you had the ceremony. Yeah, ceremony. That's all counts. Picture. I what, have a picture listen, of a so, And if you go get a job right now, and they said, do you have a bachelor's degree? You go, yeah. Well, here's the picture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm shaking a father's hand. The certificate <laughs> at my mom's house. But look, look yeah. at all the other people who kept it. Oh, did that? Or it falls out of my wallet. <laughs> Oh, what is that? I Wouldn't that be hilarious to go to the cap and gown company and just go and show up and that just might be like a movie. take it? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's like those magazine covers they put you on. They could just put you, you know, they could Photoshop you into yeah. a graduation thing. Sure. But there's some, there's something to be said about that too, though. You learn. I mean, there's, there's, there's people that are really business savvy that weren't great at school, right? You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of billionaires who never even went to school. Yeah, but the, but the question is, I think the question becomes though, like this lady is obviously crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's extreme. Is she crazy or is that the culture she grew up in? It's the culture, but it's extreme. Because, I mean, there's, listen, the whole but thing of like... it's extreme to us. Yeah, but I mean, to t- turn your kid and be like, oh, this birthday card, what the hell? This is, I'm disappointed by this birthday like, card. Dearest. Well, do you, are you on wireless here? Because I also, did, I think there's an article that came out a day ago, and I think it was a New York Times blog that said 92% of these Chinese moms are tiger moms. So oh, yeah. it is that it's a huge number. Yeah. She's a lot of people are just like that and push it. And that's why, you know, they say Asian kids are good at math or whatever. It's like Asian kids are just being pushed a lot harder. There's and, a reason why in college, the, the Asian kids and the Indian kids and some of the like, you know, the Middle Eastern, some of the, like in, the Persian kids are like that. Like African parents, kids still have yeah, African kids. The still. parents are they're setting the curve because those parents are so strict. But I'd rather have a nice, fun not necessarily friendship with my kids, but I want to be their friend 
Or at least have a. Fr- I don't want them to be afraid of me. I want to have did fun. Wrong. No, right. I want to have fun and just teach my son to be fun and work hard at the, the same attention. time. Yeah. Well, there was there was a, there was a class <laughs> I t- there was a, there was a class I took. It was funny. They used to make get T-shirts made for your I kids. Pay attention. Kids, you pay attention. You're old enough now. Where my I'm gonna have the talk my father had with me. <laughs> pay attention. <laughs> All right. Be on your way. Hey, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, but there was a, a class in college. This guy. Uh, it was a sociology class. He talked about the cult of personality. He talked about like cult leaders, and he was talking about like Jesus and all these people. He said that people loved them, but they feared them. Right. And I think that there's something there for a parent that you need to be loved, but, but feared. feared. I was scared of my parents. Yeah, I don't want yeah. my kid. I like my son already. Like I could sometimes, he, you know, when I get upset at him, I can see that like he's about to, you know, right. tear up and all that. And I want him to have that. Yes. Yeah, he otherwise have that. he's gonna walk all over us. Sure. Right. You know what no, I'm I totally agree. And. Um, we just need to, you know, push our kids just not to. I wonder much. how loving she is outside of the homework and the piano. Like she's not. I don't think she is. You don't think she kisses them? No, I don't think she kisses. You also got. You also got to wonder. It, so they go to movies. They go to Magic. Mm-hmm. You got. You got to wonder too, though. Is it like? Because like she wrote. She What's wrote a book. Here? She wrote a book. Right. So that's the other thing. I wonder some of that you stuff. Think it's sometimes, sensationalized? sometimes it might be sensationalized. Yeah, but even if it is sensationalized, there's 92 percent of the people who agreed with the book that their parents were. So, so there's some people doing this. Right. And I think what I've seen in just the opposite of this is all the hippie parents that said right. this. Is what I've seen are their kids are getting tutors and not getting doing well in high school. And so I think you need to balance it all out. That's right. it with everything. Anyway, we, did you guys have friends that were, were like I had Asian friends and the parents were kind of cold to their kids. Right. Yeah. Because they were like, it was a lot was, of that, yeah. get it yeah. done. Don't That's disappoint me. Absolutely. Yeah. Asian yeah. people. You know but what, my like, dad- but what, is the, what is the goal? Would, would I want my kid to go to Harvard and dislike me and scare me? Or go to UCLA and be well-rounded and sexy and fun like me? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that um, should that. do it. We can, um, we, we're going to actually continue this uh, topic, I think, next week uh, when and next episode, because we're going to be talking about um, school days, holidays. You were saying that your son has every single holiday. Every single holiday. And then we're also going to be talking about my wife is somewhat of an expert. So I'm going to pull a bunch of uh, her information. They're talking about extending the school year uh, at uh, our particular school and parents are fighting it all together. They said, but... My son goes to camp, and he really enjoys camp. Do we want to take away camp from my son? <laughs> Our school is fine. Never would happen in China. Rich kids. Uh-uh. There's no camp in China. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, I've, been Al, I've been Al Madrigal. And, uh, this Ma- is Maz Jobrani. Yeah. I say my name in Twitter terms. I'm at the Chris Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you. All right, folks, thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch or find out more, you can go to minivanmen.com or contact us through our websites. There's thechrisspencer.com, mazjobrani.com, and almadrigal.com. We hope to hear from you. Thanks.